Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Watch Podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn. That's me. And today, we are talking about the power of a, the do- power of the dog. Power of dog. What is it called the again? The power of the dog. And there's barely any dogs in this movie. I was I very yeah. misled by the title. I don't really, you know. Maybe the dog like is dog. Benedict Cumbersnatch. Cumbersnatch? Yeah. I thought it was Bendy Cumbiewub. Beetlebop Cooper. <laughs> so, Carolyn, did you enjoy this movie? Or is this uh, your opinion of it is that you were just trying to think of funny names for his name? You know what's funny about him? I once saw a post where everyone was talking about him and every single person used a different version of his name that was not his name or anything close to his name. <laughs> and then someone, the last comment was like, isn't it funny how everyone still knows who we're talking about? Like, and, and like three letters are correct. He has the most English name. It's like a name generated English name. Oh, 100%. Except in this one, he's Phil Burbank. So Phil Burbank. Do you think Benedict Cumberbatch is a good actor? Well, yes. Regardless because... of this movie. I do. I do think so. I, I, I have wondered before because he kind of always played the same type of character. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he does not play a charming alien, um, unlike in all of his other roles. And I was like, oh, or wow, that's snarky asshole. Yes. So, yeah, that's the thing. He's always like the too intelligent, kind of sassy. Like smartest uh, guy in the room. Yeah. Who is like weirdly charming because of that. I don't know. And everyone's like in love with him or thinks he's the weirdest looking man in the world. Um, But for once, he's not that any of these things in this movie. No, he has a very unique face and he's very like memorable presence, I would say, because he like nobody else looks like him. Yeah. So you always know it's him now. But he felt a lot less like him in this movie. Yeah. I would should say before, like I did not think Benedict Cumberbatch was a good actor before. Mm-hmm. I watched this film mostly because I thought he was just doing the same thing over and like he he's does, not bad yeah. he's just fine right it's just like yeah. kind of it's like nothing remarkable but he got all this like buzz around him because partly because I think of his name and because the way he looks mm-hmm. and I don't know he's probably a really good guy to work with I would assume mm-hmm. but that's what I thought but I'll let you read the synopsis before I say what the rest I'm going to say because then I was going to get into actually about the movie but we should do the synopsis first Sure, let's do that. Um, charismatic rancher Phil Burbank. Okay, they, they think he's still charismatic. Um, <laughs> inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Wow, that's a fucking. That's not how I read the movie at all. But okay. <laughs> I mean, he is charismatic in the movie, but I don't know if he's charismatic to the audience. But he is to the people around him. Yeah. So I He's think also that... disgusting and relentlessly mean. Like there was a point where I was watching this movie near the beginning where I was like, why is he so mean? Like he's a bad man. You know what I mean? He's not a good guy and he never becomes a good guy. I no. like that about this movie, but he is. But he like seemed to have this like sick pleasure in hurting people. Well, he's like, the, he's like an extreme case of, or I mean, he's like the, he's like what you would describe toxic masculinity to be. Yeah. Uh, and he's playing it up. Now, Carol and I are going to spoil this movie. 100%. So many spoils. So if you haven't seen this movie, I would recommend go watching it because I think it's yeah. worth watching. And it's available on Netflix. But there's a lot in here that isn't revealed in the trailers or of what like you assume stick. this movie will be. Well, I mean, yeah, you see it. That's true. But it's not, not like... Not in the trailers, though. <laughs> 
not not in the trailers, but it's there. Uh, it, you don't really see it. Also, it's covered with mud, so it's not like ooh. Also, nobody is like physically attractive in this film. No. <laughs> yeah, but I guess my main thing is like having. So, I was kind of ambivalent. Never really cared about Benedict Cumberbatch. Kind of didn't get what people were about about mm-hmm. him. I think this is the best performance I have seen since Rizumbed and Sound of Metal. Oh, oof, big, big praise. I really did like him in this because it, you're right in that for once he didn't feel like Benedict Cumberbatch. Like he really, really didn't. Yeah. And everybody's excellent is in this film. Like all the whole cast is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as more and more of his character is revealed, like I, like I hate him. He's a terrible person. He's a terrible, yeah. he like, he intimidates Rose played by Kirsten Dunst just because. Like intentionally. He, yeah, because he's she's taking away his brother, who his mm-hmm. brother hates him, and he's aware of it. Uh, yeah, and he's like ruining, like he thinks he's ruining his life, but he intimidates her intentionally to drive her to do stuff, uh, like go to alcohol and like kind of become a recluse almost, and like terrorizes her in her own home, and he is a bully, and he's incredibly misogynistic, and mm-hmm. he's a bigot. But as the movie goes along, like I never found him boring. I always thought his character no. was interesting, and I think that's a good line. Like it's a hard line to play in this film, right? Is like because this could turn you off immediately and be like, I don't want to watch this film anymore. Fuck this guy. Why am I watching mm-hmm. a movie about a terrible person? Yeah. But as I was watching it in the beginning, I was like, okay, all this stuff is happening, and the movie never tells you anything. It's all show. Yes. And it's like these things are happening, and this is who this man is presenting himself to be. But it never felt right, right? There was always something with his performance being like, I feel this is the what they want me to feel, but I don't know if that's the right thing here. There's something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is what you think it is. Like the way he talks well, yeah, about Yeah, because you're Bronco sitting there being Henry. like, why is he such an asshole, right? Like, Yes. And he like talks effusively about Bronco Henry. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, yeah. And then it's revealed that he is a gay man, or at least a man that also is attracted to men but the thing is it's much more complicated than that because he's like a deeply closeted gay man whose love died and maybe he never even they don't make it clear whether he ever was able to like fully be a gay man with uh bronco henry either so it's like he has this terrible pain that he literally can't share with anyone no he can't he can't share his grief he can Mm -hmm. only Talk about how great this person was as a cowboy rancher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now I've talked enough, so I'll let you go and say what you want to say before we get into the actual spoily bits. No, I mean, I agree with all of that. Um, there were a few things at the beginning that I was like, why? Um, yeah, why? I guess. So, like, um, Kristen Dunst at the party, I was like, why is she so uncomfortable? Like, how has this guy gotten so in her head? Mm-hmm. Um, so some of that I was like, okay, maybe and, and like and there are points where I was like, he's just so mean and they didn't really fully explain it. And so at yeah. points I was kinda like, this is not working for me entirely. Especially since like later on, he kind of does a complete 180. Um like seemingly for no reason. <laughs> you I know? wouldn't say it's a one eighty, it's more of like he stops being like an like he's still an asshole, but he stops like terrorizing her. But it doesn't make sense because he has literally destroyed this woman's life intentionally. He mm-hmm. is like trying to ruin this kid's life. And then the kid sees him 
and he gets mad, you would think he would like try to punish the kid more. What worked for me in that situation is that he started being like creepy nice to the kid. And I was like, oh God, he's trying to like let you get your guard down so that he can do something bad. But Mm -hmm. turns out it's not false. He does just start being nice to the kid. And it it is a bit weird that that little turn didn't work for me because in that case, you would almost think he would be like more angry and more punishing of the kid because he saw him in a vulnerable moment. Yes. Um, But I think it like when that happens, at least for me, it was like, oh, that's why he's like so hard on this man. It's like the classic, I guess, stereotype of like nobody knows how to be homophobic like a gay man. Yeah. Uh, And that's what that was. That's what I thought that was. Right. Is that he. Oh, it made total sense. But I didn't understand the the switch. It was very quick. I agree with that. It's like all of a sudden it's. It's switched. Now, we never, there's never any like set time frame for this. Like, we have no idea how long has passed mm-hmm. through this story. Um, that didn't bother me that much, but it was like, oh, okay, it's sudden. But I think the director wanted us to feel that way, right? Of being like, mm-hmm. oh, to make us feel like Rose, being like, that's weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's he doing? Like, he obviously must have an ulterior motive. There's no way he's just nice now. Yeah. Uh, when in, actually he was just being nice because I think he finally, he thinks he found somebody else that is, like him that he can relate to Mm -hmm. uh although like you're still the whole time questioning what it is really which i I liked a lot like that was great i loved Mm -hmm. the unknown and i did not see where the movie went coming really i was you're so focused on him being this terrible person and terrorizing people that you kind of or at least i did overlooked what peter was doing um cody smith mcphee the kid who's Mm -hmm. like very skinny yeah like i maybe like it there and i'd I'd also thomas and mckenzie's in this film and she's like a nothing part and it was very weird everything man just for like (laughs) the sake of it (laughs) she's like oh we're filming in new zealand she's like i'm available uh (laughs) yeah like i was looking away when she appeared on the screen and i recognized her voice and i was like what why why are you here she's got like two scenes yeah and they're not like she's never really she's shown like her face once that's able to recognize i don't know mm-hmm. uh no but like the getting back like the eventual reveal of like how he dies from anthrax at the end because of peter went and found that diseased cow and then mm-hmm. gave him the cut up strips and i don't know if that was like obviously peter doing that was intentional but i don't know if that was his plan all along right like that's what like never... he intended to kill the dude yeah, like him giving him the strips was intended. Like that that is when the act is intended, but I don't know if him going to the cow was intended for him to do that. See, I didn't necessarily read it that way. Like I I think that he was just like a kid who had no business being on a farm and doesn't understand death. Like like it doesn't understand how bad anthrax is and stuff and was like he just wanted to be cool and he wanted to fit in and that sort of thing. So he took those strips to be like a cowboy and cause he's curious and he was like cutting up animals and shit earlier. Like it's just kind of what he does. Um, he, he would, he'd be doing it as something that would not be missed. Like it wouldn't be anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause he, he can't get his hands on hide or anything else any other way, but like, yeah, he ripped apart his bunny and people weren't so happy with him about it. So yeah, I kind of took it as like him just being curious about like, he's a weird, he's a weirdo. He's a doctor. He wants to be a doctor and he might be a psychopath. (laughs) Exactly. So I think it was just like, it's like, I I kind of read it more as like the scene where like, you know, people see like a dead squirrel on the side of the road and they like 
mm-hmm. you know, stroke its tail or something. Like I kind of read it as like that, like more like a souvenir almost. Yeah. Um, and then later when he was bonding with Phil and Phil was like freaking the hell out, he was like, before when Phil was always freaking out, this kid was kind of scared, right? But I think this is his one time where he's like, oh, like maybe I can do something good. And then he, I think he honestly just didn't realize. Okay, I think uh, my read on it was that it was intentional. Interesting. Um, mostly because... You think it was like a long con? No, I don't think it was a long con, but I think like he was planning to get rid of him because he wanted to save his mother because mm. her drinking was going to kill her and he lived through that with his father. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to do it again. But I think as they got... Like, I don't think, like, when he went and got the cow and he cut the hide off, I don't know if it was intentional. Like, I don't think he was planning it then. I think he, when the hide was gone and he had the opportunity, that's when he took his chance because mm-hmm. he know he knows he doesn't like wearing gloves and he has a cut on his hand. And he must yeah. know that that hide is diseased. And there's no way that Phil hasn't said, like, don't handle diseased animals because of this, 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 right? Like, mm-hmm. as a but the reason I think of that is, A, because the music makes it uneasy. Like, it's like... It's not like like when they're having that scene together in the barn and you're like, oh, this is like a good moment between the two of them. The music doesn't fit that emotion. Mm-hmm. It's it's there. And the way he like he keeps the rope and he it's like I thought he was like it was like a trophy for him is my read on that scene. Now, I could I could be wrong, but I think that and that he looks at his mom and how she's happier after when he comes back is I think that once he had the opening, he did. Now, that's just my opinion on it. I also could mm-hmm. see it being. A mistake that obviously he's never going to admit to. Of course, yeah. We never get any reveal on his sexuality at all. No, it was uh, it was always just kind of assumed. Yeah, we don't know for sure. Um, and he is a naturally curious person as being like mm-hmm. somebody who wants to be a, a doctor. Uh, well, and he also just kind of doesn't fit in. like, And he doesn't realize it almost. Like when he's kind of like walking through that camp with his jeans just making that horrible noise and everyone's kind of staring at him like, what the hell? He doesn't even really seem to notice or care. Like, No, right? It, yeah. It feels like that That was weird too. That was like, mm-hmm. huh. So, Well, in that scene, I think my main question with this movie is in that scene, I was like, why is um, the mom hanging around with these guys? Like why is she... Like, I get her husband's married to them, but, like, damn, this is not a place for you or your son at all. Yeah. I don't – I didn't get that either. I thought it was mostly she was just trying to – I don't know. She's mm-hmm. the head of – she's also a part of the house, and she has to do that for the people that work there. You know, mm-hmm. if the husband is around, then she has to do it because mm-hmm. that – yeah, it very – looking – like, thinking on it, I was like, did he, like, lay a – did Peter lay a trap for Phil after he found out the whole time and was, like, playing along with him and knowed how he could get to him? Like, he was like, this isn't the right term for this. What is – what – what um, – um, um, a male fatale? Like, mm-hmm. What? Like, it, it was weird. I really enjoyed it. I think the movie – I really like this movie. I think it's the best movie I've seen this year, Um, at least from – how everything works together. Like, it's so well made. It's beautifully shot. Like, if this movie eventually... It's going... It should be nominated for a whole bunch of Oscars. People are thinking that it will be. Um, I enjoyed this movie, too. I did think it was, like, quite slow. Um, and there were a few a few unanswered questions, like, kind of scripty things. And, I mean, it is based on a book. So, is. as is often the case when it's based on a book, they, they have so much story to work with that they kind of compress it. Um, so, yeah, there were a few times where it's, like, it almost felt like time jumps or... I don't know slight like disconnects in the scripting for me um 
But I feel like if you're in the mood for something like quiet and just like an actor's film, it is good and it it, it is shot really nicely. Yeah, and the flaws are there. Like that, I do I do think there's issues with the script because there are moments you're like, wait, what? And you're confused, yeah. and you're like, yeah, like when he was sick, and I was like running through my head. I was like, what the fuck gave him the anthrax? Right? Like I couldn't put it together. Yeah. And it t- and I was like ra- I was like running back through the movie. I was like, what did it? What did it? What did it? When was the diseased animal? Like mm-hmm. it, the movie. There's no way the movie didn't show us this. And then I was like, oh, it was the cow. But as mm-hmm. a, it took me like two minutes to do that, as the movie was still going on. So I was yeah. like figuring out in my head of being like, oh, okay, that's what happened. Uh, and it is slow. the The slowness didn't bother me personally. Mm-hmm. I was wrapped with attention every at every moment. I mean, I think I spent the whole movie trying to figure out why it's called something about a dog. What 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 dog? Tell me about the dog, you know? Well, there's a quote at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but it, like... I guess. Uh, I guess if we knew that, then that wouldn't be a... Was that from the Bible? Uh, I don't know. What was the quote? I don't remember. Me neither. It's also... I don't really care, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, I liked... I really like that. I think everybody's great. Kristen Dunst is great. Yeah, and um, her and Jesse Plemons are a real-life couple. How cute. They are. Even though I was like, I hope this isn't your relationship, you know? Nope. I hope so, too. <laughs> and Jesse Plemons is great in a role where he doesn't get to do much. But he's Yeah, he's not in, in the movie very much. I, 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 that, that's what annoyed me about his character so much. I was like, protect your family, dude. He's just um, like a cat. Like, he's afraid of confrontation, right? He just doesn't want to do... He doesn't want well, to stand up to his brother. Something that I don't know if came across fully in the movie, because I was kind of sitting there being like, why are these brothers, why do they hang out, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they co-own the ranch together, so is, there is that. Though, again, the movie doesn't like blatantly say any of this. But I was reading a little bit of background on the book. And in the book, like, the brothers are as different as could be in terms of looks and in terms of, like, mannerisms and stuff. But they, they like grew up in the same childhood bedroom like they shared a room and they they did so until they were like 40 so these dudes whether they like each other or not they co-own a business they sleep in the same bedroom like they're they're way more than just like business partners you know yeah they're brothers so and they like can't help it yeah (laughs) yeah uh and there are a ton of very very good scenes in this Mm -hmm. movie that will have like Although, I, like, I'm trying to think of one, and I can't really think of what the Oscar clip will be for anybody, because there's nobody really, like... There's no screaming scenes. <laughs> uh, I would say, like, the t- most memorable things for me are when Rose is practicing the piano, and Phil comes in and starts playing the same song on the banjo, mm-hmm. and he stops, and it's, like, little acts like that that are just... He's torturing her. He's torturing her, and then his whistling, and it's some of, the, like, the most haunting and terrifying stuff in a movie that is not really about that but it just makes your skin crawl oh he's such a sociopath like he's he's literally messing with her yes but in ways that like if she brings it up she sounds like she's like she'll seem like she's crazy which is what he's trying to do and it's Mm -hmm. such a good representation of uh, that abuse Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know if that makes you uncomfortable or maybe not the movie for you Mm -hmm. or if you have suffered from that then maybe skip this film because it's as somebody who is not it is very uncomfortable there was multiple moments where i like had to like stand up because i was like i can't handle this this is too much for me and normally Mm -hmm. i'm not like that in films and then my favorite scene in the film is 
when we get to see him in his like little watering hole with the handkerchief. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, and like when you find out, when the movie tells you what is everything that's going on. And I just. But the thing like, is, the movie always tells you after you see it. So it's yeah. it's never like you know what's happening in the moment, which I think it worked for me. But I think a lot of people that are watching it won't like that. Because um, in that scene, I was kind of like, what is he doing? Like. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know whose handkerchief that was. And I didn't, like, I thought he was just having a nice little spa day, you know, having a quiet moment to himself, which already showed us like some character development and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, yeah, you see the BH on the handkerchief and that's yeah, kind of at the beginning. I loved, I thought that was like the best scene because it like makes you feel or like sympathetic for the man, even yeah. though he still sucks. But yeah, yeah. I, I think. Out of the Oscar movies we've seen, this is my favorite by a large. Well, because it's better. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Also, like Jane Campion barely make she's made one other thing uh, since this like 2010 on, mm-hmm. uh, and she's a brilliant director who doesn't get to make very many movies. I guess for some reason, I can't think of a reason why. It does. There's Perhaps nothing that jumps. She's a woman. Mm, come on, Carolyn. Meritocracy <laughs> exists. Please, let's not be ridiculous. Right. So everything, everything I've seen of hers that she's done, I've uh, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen the first season of Top of the Lake, I would watch it. It is incredible. It's only like six or seven episodes and it's like a crime show in new zealand but it's with elizabeth moss yeah with elizabeth moss uh it is very similar way of filmmaking as this movie as this movie where it's like they're gonna show you they're not gonna she's not gonna like have characters explain it to you it's just gonna be shown on the in the in the tv show and then the other thing i think other people would have seen that she's done is uh the piano from Mm -hmm, 1993 which is a great film if people haven't seen that either. But also was the year that I was born. So it was a while ago. <laughs> yes. So she doesn't get to make stuff very often. And it's a shame because mm-hmm. she's an incredible director. And if she's not nominated for best director, what the fuck? Like. Oh, she won't be, though. Don't say it like this. You know, Eventually <laughs> they will. They will. They have to recognize a woman other than Catherine Bigelow. See, I lower my expectations so that the only way is up. I like to get hurt. So, mm. being a woman, it happens to me too often. See, as, as being a man, I don't understand those emotions. No, exactly. So you have to find them <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also think uh, Benedict Cumberbatch should be nominated for Best Actor. Uh, mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst for Best Actress or Supporting. Uh, depends on how they want to do it i feel like she'd have a better chance in supporting she's incredible in this movie as well Mm -hmm. like she's so good uh and i wouldn't mind seeing cody smith mcphee in supporting actor but i don't think that will happen no probably not again i would be fine if jesse plemons were there but he just has like no nothing they can show to be like look out he's just really good in the movie but you Mm -hmm. can't be like here's the scene where he's like screaming yeah he's just like he's a consistent force basically yeah, like his scene, like where he's just like his brother's trying to talk to him, and he's just sitting there with like a look of disgust on his face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I would. I'm really high on this film. Um, I think I like it more than Carolyn, but that's because I have taste. <laughs> no, that's because I was watching it like half asleep. Okay, no, I prefer my the way I said it. It's because you have taste. Yeah. 
because I am the classy one out of the two of us. It's true. But no, I would say definitely worth a watch, especially in this Oscar season. It's one of those Oscar movies that I understand why it would be there. And I enjoyed it more than others that I have seen there in the past. Yeah. Out of what we've watched so far. It I is... mean, even of previous years, like. Yeah. Like, I don't like it as much as I like Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think other, what was, what was other than, sound? what was like, I like this more. This is equal to like the father for me, I think. Like movies that I think are great, but I don't know if I'll ever watch them again. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Because they make me feel bad and I don't like that. <laughs> we like movies that make us sad, but we only like them once. Well, that's fair. You know, <laughs> uh, speaking as there's movies that, you know, you watch and you're like, that was great, but I probably won't watch that again. But I oh, hope same it wins books. a lot of stuff. You read them and then you're like, I'm gonna put that back on the shelf and not touch it for twenty years. Like <laughs> Yeah, I need to forget this and then It's like when it's too I, good like... for me to get rid of, but I never wanna read it again. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell people to do it, mm-hmm. but I don't wanna do it again. Mm-hmm. I've already gone through it. Uh so is there anything else you wanna say or do you just wanna tell people where they can find you? You can find me and my tasteless movie recommendations at mm-hmm. Carolyn Dunk ninety three on all the platforms. And how about you? Oh look at that growth. Uh <laughs> you can find me everywhere on the internet at james willicks except on twitter where the o is a zero and the next movie we are going to be talking about is the movie event of the year titan and i we're recording this right after this one and i am so excited to hear what (laughs) carolyn has to say i like literally can't contain myself i just i need to know 